What is up, Black City, and welcome back to Spokecast. Today on the podcast, we are celebrating issue number four of the Lilac City Comic Con podcast with founder and director Nathan O'Brien. On the podcast, he brought along his friend and my friend, creator and artist of Sprocket the Comic Cat, Matt Brzee. But before we get into any of that, let's get to our ad read for the Main Market Food Co-op. Are you looking for a grocery store that's dedicated to providing you with responsibly sourced food and products for your home? Look no further than Main Market Food Co-op. Founded in 2010 with just 700 member owners, Main Market has become a vibrant part of the downtown Spokane community with over 9,000 member owners today. That's a crazy number. And it's focus on equal respect for consumers, producers, and the environment. Main Market is dedicated to offering the highest quality foods with the smallest footprint while supporting the strength of the local food economy. As a full-service grocery store, bakery, and deli, Main Market Food Co-op is your one-stop shop for all of your grocery needs. The produce section features local in-season fruits and veggies, while their bulk department offers a wide selection of teas, spices, grains, dried fruit, and snacks. They also have an impressive refrigerated dairy and the largest selection of local eggs you'll find in Spokane. When it comes to their deli, Main Market has you covered with an extensive salad bar and breakfast and lunch bar. And they make four made-from-scratch soups daily. And to top it off, they have a full-service burrito bar. So whether you're looking for a delicious meal or a well-stocked grocery store, Main Market is the place for you. And make sure you grab the Co-op Deals Flyer when you visit for the best prices on featured grocery items. Most are available in store, and if they aren't, Main Market can special order them for you. And if you become a co-op member, you will save an extra 10% on the co-op deals. So visit the Main Market Food Co-op today at the corner of Main and Brown in downtown Spokane. As always, this podcast could not be done without my amazing Patreon supporters, and they are Joe Van Voorhis, Elizabeth Geyer, Abby Pointer, Lee Wick, Gina Campbell, Tyler Poole, Sarah Thorpe, Judy Pointer, Zach Hawkins, Amber Sparks, Luke Baumgarten, Valerie Ossier, Alex Leia, Nick Spanger, and Elizabeth and Bill Pointer. Thank you again all so much for all that you contribute to the Spokast podcast. And if you, who are listening right now, want to become a Spokastonite, a Patreon supporter, and support what I'm doing here, go to patreon.com backslash Spokast and become a Spokastonite today. So on this uh, very special issue of the Lilac City Comic-Con podcast, I'm joined with founder and director of the Comic-Con, Nathan O'Brien, and we talk with Matt Brzee, another friend of mine who I went to junior high and high school with, and he is the artist behind the creation of Sprocket the Comic Cat. A little bit about Matt, he is an OG Spokanite, raised right here in Spokane, Washington, and how Matt connects to the Lilac City Comic-Con is that, number one, he's been to every iteration of the Comic-Con, even back when it was just the Spokane Comic-Con. And uh, number two, him and Nathan met at the Spokane Comicsmiths Guild, and a, a friendship was born. And in 2014, together, they created the Lilac City Comic-Con mascot, Sprocket the comic cat. Like I mentioned multiple times. I cannot say that word though. I say it a lot in the, in the show and I always like flub it. 
Um, and I might not ed- edit every version that I did, like, because I say it a lot. But uh, it, it was a really fun conversation for me as I, I got to learn the origin story of Sprocket. Plus, we nerd out on some of Matt's favorite Comic-Con stories, especially like the first time he visited and one of a, a really cool moment that he had a couple of years ago. And and if you don't already know, the Lilac City Comic-Con is taking place on Saturday, June 10th and Sunday, June 11th at the Spokane Convention Center. This is the largest comic book and pop culture show in eastern Washington. And Nathan O'Brien, he's bringing out all of the stops this year. You'll have a chance to meet with celebrity guests, attend panels, workshops, and you're going to be able to browse through over a hundred exhibitors, artists, and vendors. So if you're looking for rare comic books, collectibles, memorabilia, you're going to find it at the Lilac City Comic Con. It's also a perfect place if you want to get on some costumes and go cosplay and uh, showcase your uh, skills and creativity in, in the cosplay world. There also is a, a cosplay contest on Saturday, and there's plenty of photo opportunities, and you'll have a chance to connect with other fellow fans and show off your uh, favorite character. So you're going to need to get ready for a weekend of pop culture fun at the Lilac City Comic Con 2023. The tickets are on sale at lilaccitycon.com, and I will be there, Spocast will be there, and I will be there with my the very first podcast I started, the Super 90s Brothers, and we will be doing a live episode of the Super 90s Brothers on Saturday at 4 p.m. And uh, I don't know which hall it's in, but it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. We're gonna we're gonna do Batman Forever, and my my buddy from San Francisco, Adam Pitzler, my co-host of the Super 90s Brothers show. Is going to be there doing it with me. He's coming. He's flying all the way here. So uh, it's going to be fun. Get your tickets. Come on Saturday. Hang out with me. Um, well, I will not keep you any longer. Here is issue number four of the Lilac City Comic Con podcast with founder and director Nathan O'Brien and his friend and my friend, creator and artist of Sprocket the Comic Cat, Matt Brzee. Welcome back to the Lilac City Comic Con podcast volume issue, excuse me, issue number four. It's a big issue. Uh, and today on the podcast, we're joined with Matt Brzee. Uh, uh, I went to high school with Matt. Um, we went. We graduated the same year from Mount Spokane High School. Yep. So we're like, I mean, you're an OG Spokaneite. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're born in Spokane, right? No, well, no. Oh, I you are. You weren't. I, I, I was born in Wichita, Kansas, because my dad was stationed there in the Air Force, and mm. then I believe we moved back to Spokane when I was like three months old. So oh. I don't have like any fond memories of Wichita. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, of course, we're joined with the founder, Nathan O'Brien, of the Lilac City Comic Con. How Hello. are you doing today? Doing great. Doing great. Thanks. How are you sleeping? Uh, well, we'll sleep when the show's over. (laughs) We are officially, I mean, we're less than a month away, four weeks away from Mm -hmm. the the Comic-Con and how, I mean, how's everything going? We haven't had an update in a while. Uh, it took us a while to get this show together, but here we are and like, yeah, how's the, how's it been? 
Everything's going great. We're super excited. The countdown is on. The The hype is real. People are, you know, seeing me around town and, and talking to me about it. And we're getting a lot of nice messages. Uh, a lot of good vibes is what we want to promote uh, on social media and whatnot. So uh, people are really stoked. Getting lots of emails, too. People are looking forward to it and wanting to buy pr- tickets and wanting to buy tickets for friends and family. And so, mm. yeah, it's, it's an event. That's awesome. Uh, what, like... Of like the questions that are asked, what is like your most frequently asked question? <laughs> Let's FAQ numero, numero uno. This is the funny part. I get asked often, and clearly it's coming from people that haven't been before, but right. they ask, can kids come? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I can't say that enough. This is an all ages family friendly event. Mm. And, you know, you can bring the little ones, the big ones, the in-between ones. We do not discriminate. All, all are welcome. And uh, we want you to come with your with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and have a good time. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, you have the the kids' costume contest mm-hmm. on, on Sunday, on Sunday mm-hmm. which will be a, a great day for the kids to come down. But, but you, can get a, you can get a whole weekend pass, right? Like, Or is the ticket good for the weekend? I forget. So you have to buy individual tickets. Oh, individual tickets. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. But yes, Sunday we do have the kids costume contest. And the only real rule is like no parental assistance or no babies in a stroller because it's hard to com- compete with, you know, you know which, oh, okay. which infant is cuter than the next. So you have to, I think it's like five and up or five to 12 years old. Okay. You have to be able to walk on the stage by yourself. But uh, that's one that, you know, like versus the adults where we want to have various degrees of people that make their own stuff with the kids. Like if you got a Halloween costume or something you piece together, you know, it's all good. There's pretty much everyone's a winner. What about, yeah. what about <laughs> a Mando and a baby Yoda? Sorry. <laughs> I had to ask. <laughs> Somebody's going to dress up as Mando. Weird. You know, just like tell me someone's going to dress up as Deadpool. Yeah, a, <laughs> never. never. Uh, yeah. I'm sure that's been done a lot. The, the Mando and the baby Yoda and all oh, you could totally I challenge you. I, I can't. Why well, can't do it? Um, any other updates? I know you said you came in. There's something you wanted to. Oh yeah. So let everyone know about. Yeah. If people haven't seen the social media posts that we did uh, last week, we're really trying to get the word out about uh, we partner and help support our place, Spokane mm. Community Outreach. Uh, so we're collecting. We're expanding the amount of donations that we're accepting this year. Typically, in the past, we've just done canned food, non-perishables, but this time we're really trying to promote that they're in need of other items besides just food. So uh, uh, clothing, toiletries, pet food for the first time, uh, mm. in particular cat and dog food. Obviously, they need to be sealed. It needs to be you know, um, non-expired. The same thing goes for food. But we're really trying to broaden the amount of items that we're accepting. Mm. And the more you bring in, it's a, it's a one-to-one exchange rate. So if you bring in a single can item, for example, you get a one free raffle ticket. Mm-hmm. And this is all collected outside before you even enter the, the building. So you don't have to worry about lugging it in and going up the escalators or finding where to take it. It's right out front. There's a booth there. You can't miss it. But we're really trying to emphasize the pet food because that's really what they're in need of. Okay. Uh, and so we're actually doubling the tickets for those. So if you bring a five-pound bag of cat food, then you're going to get 10 tickets. We're going nice. to double that. So we have uh, a lot of different prizes that we'll be um, don- uh, drawing winners for on mm. Sunday by 2 o'clock. So then you have a two-hour window, whether you're still at the show or we'll call you and you have a two-hour window to come back and get it. And uh, the word's been getting out there. People are super excited. We even had one of our guests, uh, Veronica Taylor, 
um, you know, for, uh, Ash Ketchum from Pokemon fame, she commented on the post and she's like, well, I'll donate an autograph as well because she, she thought that was really great. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. That's really great. Uh, is there anything else? Is there anything else you want to... I mean, we're a month away, so you, yeah. you go get yeah. your tickets, right? Oh, most definitely. And, you know, Matt and I have been collaborating on a lot of uh, merchandise, so that's going to start trickling out here mm-hmm. as oh, we nice. get down to the wire. So. Yeah. We've got a new enamel pin, yep. uh, the sprocket pin that Matt designed. Yep. Yeah. Pins, stickers, shirts, all that stuff's yeah. coming together. Yeah, a lot that's, of exciting stuff. That's awesome. Well, that's a great segue because uh, our guest today, Matt Brzee, he has been a part of Lilac City Comic Con for a long time. Yeah. W- what yeah. was your first... What was your first Lilac City Comic Con? Was it the, was it Spokane Comic Con? Yeah, it was, it was the first one down at the... Was it Globe, Globe Room? Is that what it's called? Yep. Yeah, yeah, Gonzaga. In Gonzaga, yeah, that was my my very first one, and that was, I mean, it's been talked about how it's you, you did the the figure eight for about two hours, and <laughs> but yeah, I think I believe uh, I think I brought my son Hunter to that first one, and he was, I mean, that was what seven, 17 years ago? Uh, no, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he yeah. he would yeah. have been probably three or four, yeah. So he was 2007. Yeah. yeah, he was dressed up in his costume, and we walked around and. Looked at every booth about fifty times, and, but yeah, I've been <laughs> there since, since the beginning. Yeah, uh, at the at the very first, what was your like? I mean, there. Were, I mean, I'm looking at this. The first inaugural, May 26, two thousand seven, three hundred and thirteen people. <laughs> uh, like, what did you what did you go away with? Like, take away? Like, did you buy, did you buy a bunch of stuff? Like, was there what what, what was the, what Man. was the Comic Con like in the very first one? I should have. I've never asked that question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It, it was, I mean, obviously very different. Yeah. Um, I, I can't remember exactly what, what all, I mean, Margot Kidder was the big, the main guest the yeah. first year. Um, I didn't, I didn't get her autograph or anything. We just kind of admired her from afar. And, and I, I remember we got, I think we got a few sketches from some local artists and probably dug through some, some dollar back issue bins and. Just you know, typical Comic Con kind of stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so, so you're that started then. But when did you decide I want to help out with the with the Comic Con? Oh boy, it was. I mean, I didn't decide it; it was thrust upon me. <laughs> <laughs> That's all greatness is. Um, it was. It was about ten years ago now. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've had a, a, a friendly discourse over exactly when the 10th anniversary of, of Sprocket is and we'll, we'll figure it out one of these years. Yeah. Um, yeah. but, uh, it was about 10 years ago because, uh, Nathan and I were both members of a local group called the Spokane Comicsmiths Guild. Mm. And it was just local artists who were putting out their own comics and just, I mean, you didn't have to be putting out your own comic. You just be into into comic mm-hmm. culture and stuff. And we, we got together at Merlin's once a month and, talked about what we were doing, what we were working on, what we liked. And we were both members of that group. We got to know each other a little bit. Um, and then at the time, I was doing some contributions for a an independent comic out of Chicago mm. um, called Aw Yeah Comics. And their mascot was a, a superhero cat named Action Cat. Oh, okay. So I was doing I was doing some little like one one page comic strip gag kind of things for them. And Nathan knew of that. And he's like, well, would you be interested in, in doing, I don't even, I don't even think it was a mascot. I think it was just an advertisement at that point. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. Cause it was, it was just like, 
just some sort of drawing of a superhero cat who was patterned after his his, <laughs> his cat Ed, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, so we kind of ran with that. And uh, I mean, we we just had I did the one drawing of him in front of the the clock tower, and we didn't he didn't have a name or anything. We that came later with we had a contest where one one of the attendees named him, and uh, it basically just snowballed from there. It was like, well, we've got we've got this superhero cat. It's a comic convention. Why don't we make our own comic? Yeah. And and it just kind of, that was the first thing. And it just, I mean, we've been slapping him on, I mean, looking at a sticker of him on your table right now. He's, he's, he's on everything around here, <laughs> around town. So on billboards and yeah, that's amazing. That's, well, I want to just say I was, I'm, the reason why I'm on my computer so much is because I was an original backer That's right. of uh, Sprocket the Comic Cat issue one. Yeah. Um, and it looks like I this happened back in, uh, I don't know, it, it says 2014. Right. So, that sounds yeah. right. So, yeah. Okay. So, it, so technically it is yeah. 10 ish years. <laughs> I know we, we missed a Comic Con in there. Right. Yeah. Right. We, we came up with the idea in 2013. Oh, okay. He debuted at the 2014 show. Yeah. So this this will be the tenth show. Well, I guess with yeah. Course, pandemic. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's where it gets like kind of fuzzy. Yeah. But yeah, the the first the first issue is has a cover date of 2014. So yeah, leaning towards the the balance of 20, <laughs> 2024. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, because yeah. you were like you were designing it during right. that. Yeah. The, so that'll, that'll, be, that that'll be ten full years. Yeah. So this is based off your cat? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Is your your cat's not named Sprocket? No, his name was was Ed. Ed. Okay. Yes. And did did you ever get a cat and name it Sprocket? No. 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 <laughs> no, no but my in laws did. Oh, you're. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. 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 I, I was thinking about naming Link. Uh, have his middle name be Sprocket. Um, oh. But uh, we didn't go with that. Um, we went with Philip instead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> before Sprocket, like, what what was there? any type of comics that were associated with the thing like like giveaways stuff like that there wasn't much in regards to branding yeah or you know because at in the initial outset we were spokane comic-con mm-hmm. from 07 to 2014 oh, okay so this was still spokane comic-con so it was still spokane comic-con gotcha. so actually the first oh. issue and when sprocket first debuted it was still under the spokane comic-con logo or, or or brand right and he had a color scheme that matched that which was red and blue okay and then okay. the, and then the yeah. following year in 2015 when we rebranded to lilac city comic-con um the logo and sprocket oh gotcha um, got incorporated and the color scheme now matches yeah. the same for sure and i had to write it into the comic why he changed his colors and it it has to do with explosions and lilac bushes and it's all very yeah, technical oh, yeah. that mean and allergies and yeah so. <laughs> but you know because i mean you have every issue well, so, exactly yeah. i read and i read them front to back yeah. is that why you started sprocket or is it this like how did because well, every page was also a different look too correct yeah. or that was or was that a different edition sorry um well i think I think you're referring to like the pinups. Is that uh, okay? Yeah, we probably. Would, yeah, because I mean, obviously, like I said, we have a lot of local artist friends that mm. that come to the convention every year, right. and they have their own tables, and so we try to incorporate as many of our our local artist friends into it as we can. Yeah. So I usually we usually have like six or eight um, just single page pinups of their own interpretation of Sprocket. Gotcha. And we've got some some really some wild ones. They've they've run mm-hmm. the whole the whole spectrum of artistic styles. There's one 
one really cool that's like a watercolor that's like really realistic. Mm. But yeah, that's it's that's I can't remember who did that one. One of my favorite ones is uh, artist Travis Bundy, and he did a take on Pee Wee's Big Adventure, oh. and it was called Sprocket's Big Adventure. And so he's like riding the bike, you oh. know, <laughs> just from the recreating the poster. Yeah, and, yeah. So, so how many <laughs> how many issues of Sprocket have you guys done over the years? Has there been one every? And I know there hasn't been one every one since, but how many have you done? Oh gosh, I think we did, we did five. Five, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Yes, yeah. We yeah we stopped in must have been twenty eighteen. Okay, yeah. yeah. What is the creative process of creating it? Like every issue, like at, like in the years that you've done it. Oh boy, um, <laughs> like because it seems like a labor of, a labor of love, and it seems like a lot goes into it. Right. Yeah, and that I mean that's that's why I stopped doing it after five issues because I mean I had I had three three kids of various teen to, to small ages. And it, it just became a bit much for me to, to keep putting them out yearly. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, I mean, I, I don't, I can't even think what the process is. I, I'll just randomly get some weird idea or there was one, I think it was the last issue was the whole story was a parody of the Thor Ragnarok mm. movie where Sprocket gets taken prisoner by a, a dog cat or a, a animal control <laughs> um, and like gets forced into an underground, uh, like gladiator animal fighting ring. And, um, so, I mean, basically that's <laughs> just, yeah, just fun. It's just yeah, an excuse just to goofy yeah. stuff. I mean, there's yeah, have fun. the one where the, the, an evil scientist hides a secret formula in the garbage eating goat and it that's grows. A, yeah. That's when I remember. It grows huge okay. and starts rampaging through town and <laughs> Sprocket thinks he's trying to destroy the city, but he realizes he's just trying to have fun. So like the, the goat ends up riding the, the big red wagon down the South Hill. And, mm -hmm. But so, I mean, it's, it's just goofy, fun, all ages stories. Yeah. What else have you done at the, at the Comic-Con? Like, I know you've had tables. I know you've sold merch. I've know you, I know you've done drawings. Like you used to own a comic book shop. Right. Yeah. Zach Lunch Comics. Yeah. I've, I mean, I've done pretty much everything from every, every angle of it. Cause I mean, originally for the first, however many years I was just there as, as an attendee walking around, mm -hmm. buying comics, meeting people. Um, and then I, I don't know what year it was, but eventually after I joined the the Comic Smiths Guild, yeah. they they would always have a table and we'd kind of rotate in and out people there. And so that was one of the first time I did, I sat in at the at the guild table and we used to do I think we did was it three anthologies or mm -hmm. two yeah, two or three At least two. Yeah. Yeah. Anthology comics where we would each draw like a couple pages and and we'd sell those at the convention. Mm. So I mean that 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 kind of was because I think I edited the second issue, so that was kind of my the precursor and my cutting my teeth for for making Sprocket. But yeah, so that was working at the guild table, um, and then I did a few years just kind of selling my own art before before we came up with Sprocket and just mm. kind of my own my own thing. And then, like you said, I my brother and I owned a store in Post Falls for a year, and once we decided to. To shut that down, we had a, a ton of leftover stock. Oh, right. So we we had boxes and boxes and boxes of just one one dollar back issues that we were trying to get rid of just to liquidate. And we sold, I think we sold like what three thousand. Yeah, you cleaned yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We did we did pretty good that year, just selling selling our all our old stuff. But the mm. last last what five or six years now, I've I've basically been 
volunteering as like helping sell merchandise and stuff like that. And mm. just, I mean, our, our whole, our whole front table with, for information desk and everything, we all pretty much share all the duties. So we're all pointing people in the direction of where they can find this table and that and yeah. selling merch and doing everything. So before Spokane comic-con and Lilac city comic-con existed, like there was another iteration, but like before that, like what was your history with comic-cons? Like, um, I, <sighs> I don't think I had one. I, okay. I honestly, yeah, I think that that first Spokane Comic Con was my first one, um, and I think it was. I want to say it was some. You don't remember what day, what exact day it was, do you? It was Thursday, May. <laughs> no, I don't know. No, it was, I want to say it was close to my wife's birthday. On May 26th? The original show? The original yeah, Comic Con? Yeah, because her birthday is May 27th. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and so the, I think there was there was actually some tension about uh, <laughs> we were supposed to be doing something for her birthday weekend, and I was like, oh, this is the the first the first Comic Con we've had in Spokane in years and years, and I'm going <laughs> to miss it. And so I, I think some things were moved around, and I was able to, to go to that first <laughs> show. But, but uh, yeah, that, that was my very first. I mean, I, I might have known about like Emerald city in Seattle. Mm. Um, and just like seen online, probably like on MySpace or something, but, uh, right. But I knew about San Diego obviously, yeah. but yeah, I, I never, never experienced it before. And that was my first, my first taste. Yeah. I did guess I just feel like when I've learned about, like I've known about San Diego comic-con for a long time. And then I've always wanted to go to E3, which is not, isn't a con, but, uh, is more of a, uh, for, people in the industry, but I, I just assumed that everybody just went to these things <laughs> and then talking to you, like you hadn't been to many before you created this. And I was just, I just assumed that a lot of people went to them, but like, what's it like? Cause I got, I have, I've mentioned this multiple, multiple times. I've never been to one. This is my first one ever going and I'll be, have a table at it. <laughs> and I, I'm curious to know like what kind of feelings you get like knowing that you're you've been a part of this for, for every year but now you're like a part of the team that helps create it like what does it what does it mean to you um i i, I love doing it it's it's been something that i've been able like i said since the beginning i've been able to to see it grow and just keep expanding and adding different facets and like i think you you've talked about before there was like the first year or so there was probably a, a handful of cosplayers and mm -hmm. that's just just in the, over the last few years just exploded into this huge huge part of it yeah and it's just cool to to be a part of it and watch watch it grow as much as it has and like my family has has grown up like as a part of it my kids yeah. my kids walk around the convention like thinking they're the most important people and <laughs> they'll, they'll flash their badges and go back into catering and they'll 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 uh, sit down next to some movie star and sit down next to Colossus and, uh -huh. and eat lunch with him. And they'll think they're That's pretty cool. That's why we cool. do it. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Catan, you know. You're yeah. Right. Lou Ferrigno. All the, all the VIPs. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah. So it's it's been it's been great fun. And I I mean, I, I, I'm sure I've told Nathan many times that I, I'm so grateful that he brought me in when he did and was mm. I was given a, a front row seat to to what's happened to it over the years. So, mm. well, one of the things too, I wanted to bring up was before, you know, Matt and I, I think casually knew each other with, with the comic Smiths guild, but right. didn't necessarily like weren't 
like good friends mm-hmm. at, at the time, but we were, you know, acquaintances. But then you also, not to be overlooked, you had your own vlog podcast for. Oh, I did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for a while. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> you had me on there a couple times. Did I? Uh, at least once. Oh my gosh. And yeah. so that was really exciting that, you know, you were. I think maybe you were like one of the first media people to reach out to me and like yeah. wanted to feature the show. So I was like, how can I say That's no to right. that? Yeah, I had I had a very a short-lived podcast for... There was a, a store in Coeur d'Alene called Lightning Comics. Mm. And I created a, a video podcast called the Lightning League Podcast. Yeah, I remember you telling me about this. Yeah, and I, I think there's still a few, few of them on YouTube. But yeah, we would, we would uh, interview... Because Tim, who owned Lightning Comics, would bring in a lot of a lot of uh, comic artists and writers and, and we would get to interview them. So that was a really, really fun thing. And yeah. And we had Nathan on talking about, cause it, yeah, it must've, must've overlapped with the, the start of the convention. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but like, but this is like, Oh, like I remember talking about this, like this was, would have been like OG time. Like when, com- like when podcasts were starting. Yeah. Like, cause like you probably weren't, it was, it was probably a YouTube thing, right? Yeah. It was on YouTube. Yeah. And like, I think, it was so so early on that it was back when there was like time limits on YouTube videos. Yeah, because I think it was like thirty minutes, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I we had I had to edit a lot down just to get them into those thirty minute windows. And I remember towards the end of our run is when they they kind of loosen the the limits on those. Like, oh, I can do super long episodes and can leave everything in. And that's awesome. But, yeah, uh, I wanted to like since a lot of people who listen to this podcast are might might be attending uh comic-con or might be uh uh you know want to know a little bit more about you i want to talk about what you're doing now because you're doing toy design and you've been doing toy design for like a very long time i know you've you've designed i mean i think it started with funko doing like funko mock-ups right yeah that was i i I think that was actually what mostly what i was selling my early tabling times at at Spokane, or I guess it wasn't, yeah, I guess it was still Spokane Comic-Con, but I would do, uh, like my own versions. This was, this was back when Funko Pops, they, I mean, they didn't have every single character under the sun. Right. It was when they were first starting out. So I would do my own versions of characters I wanted to see, mm. which they've probably made all of them by now, but, but I would do little sketches of them and sell those and everything. So that was kind of, that was my first foray kind of into, into the world of, toy design and I'd, I'd always done like when I was a kid I would make custom action figures like I would make custom wrestling figures and x-men figures and yeah. stuff like that and so I always I was always tinkering with something but yeah but yeah now it's kind of grown a little bit more a little bit more than that and not just tinkering anymore so but now you design like wrestling like yes. is it uh is it I'm I forget what is it aew no no it's well it's not it's not associated with any actual oh, company. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's mostly for like older semi-retired and retired guys from the nineties. Gotcha. Who never had action figures in that specific style. Yeah. Cause there was the, the old nineties WWF figures were known as the bone crunchers because mm. they had the, the bone, you'd bend the legs and arms and they'd make little popping noises. Yeah. So they were, collectively known as as the bone crunchers so that's what we're we've been recreating and like trying to to fill some gaps in the collection of of wrestlers that weren't weren't made back in the day and now we're trying to yeah get them done no it's cool i mean i i i really think it's like 
I mean, it's just cool to see it come to fruition. Yeah. I mean, you've done a lot of things where you've made, I mean, those stackable things. I just, oh, yes. Yeah. The, the, I forget what they were called. Uh, uh, chunks. Chunks. Yes. They were so cool. <laughs> and I bought a couple of them. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, this could this could take off. I mean, it's right. one of those things like everything can take off if, mm-hmm. if, it, if it hit its wrong, right time, right? Right. Um, but I, I just think what you do in like toy making and is this very creative and uh, I love to see that like stuff that you're making is actually getting made into physical yeah, toys. It's it's been a lot of fun. I I just got the first the first two figures we released. I got about a month month and a half ago. So I've got I've got them displayed in my bedroom. They're, they're in my <laughs> living room. They're yeah, they're all over the place. You can't escape them in my house. So that's awesome. Um, back to Sprocket. So I mean. What is what is Sprocket's presence at the the twenty twenty three Comic Con? A lot of a lot of merchandising stickers. Uh, yeah, I think we had mentioned earlier that yeah, Matt's designed a new enamel pin. Mm-hmm. It'll be exclusive for the show. Yeah, and so last year it was a recreation of our cosplay championship belt, and this year it'll be a, a Sprocket pin, awesome. a new Sprocket image. That'll uh, be pretty cute. And yeah, occasionally though, we've had, a, you talked about cosplay, oh, yeah. we've had a few kids dress up as Sprocket, yeah. you know, so. Like they've, they've like made their own Sprocket costumes? Yeah. yeah. I mean, one of them was my kid, but, <laughs> but there was, we've there, had other ones. Yeah. yeah. There's been other ones though yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. So I challenge any, any kids or adults for that matter that want to uh, create and dress up as Sprocket uh Come see us at the info booth. We'll yeah. hook you up with a with a prize. You yeah. know, we'll, we're not saying it's going to give you any sort of edge in the contest or anything, <laughs> but you know, it might not hurt. Honorable mention yeah. at the very least. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, how you, Chris? You created. A, I know I've seen this picture before, but like you've you created a. This is why I thought there was a sprocket costume. Oh yeah, <laughs> because I think Matt created something. Yeah, <laughs> like out of it was out of foam. Was it foam or anything like um, that? Um, it was. I. I bought at Michael's. They just had like a plastic cat mask. Mm. And that's kind of where I just started with it and kind of built from there. And just, I made, it was for my son, Peyton, who I I can't remember how old he was, but he was pretty little. Mm. Um, But yeah, he thought, he thought he was pretty cool because he, he was the official sprocket walking around (laughs) the convention and and people were stopping and asking to take pictures with him. So he was, he was pretty stoked to, to be sprocket that year. But uh, yeah, I've, I've made one of these, one of these days, We've talked about it before, but it'd be great if we could like have like a actual like professional mascot costume mm-hmm. made. Totally. That I don't know who'd want to walk around in that thing. I don't. I don't think Peyton would do it. But doing doing the math, I mean, I I think uh, I mean I think next year is officially ten years of Sprocket. Yeah. I think that's what we decided. On and, time. Yeah. And so like I mean I feel like you know nine years whatever, but like ten years next yeah. year. It's going to yeah. be a big deal. Yeah, there might be some some fun little things in store for next year. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Totally. Yeah. Uh, I, I should ask, like, what over the years, like, what has been? I don't think I've already asked this question, but like, what has been your favorite moment at the at the Comic Con? I am oh sure there's a gosh. ton of them, but like, is there any any one? I mean, I imagine oh. going to the first. Like, I think <laughs> always doing the first is always the cool, really cool. But yeah, um, I mean. I hate to brag, but probably the coolest one uh, that that Nathan set up for me was a few years back. Uh, we had a guy from Montana. Yes. Yeah. Clint from CY Productions. And he brought the his 66 Batmobile. That's right. 
and uh, he was he was letting people. You could take pictures of it, and for for a fee, you could sit in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think that might have been the year Peyton was Sprocket, because I think I have a picture of him in the Sprocket costume sitting in the Batmobile. At 2016. But uh, yeah, and uh, <laughs> I, I just remember that uh, we're we're breaking down the show, and I'm I'm exhausted, and I'm <laughs> I'm starving, and I'm just like it's been it's been a long weekend, and I'm tired. And Nathan's like, oh well. Maybe just just hang around after the show. We've got a, I got a little surprise for you, and I'm like, okay. So we, we're getting cleaned up and everything. And there's a few a few guys that are taking forever to get get broken down and cleaned up. And we're just sitting there. I'm like, dude, I gotta go. I like I can't. I'm starving. I'm, I'm tired. I can't <laughs> stay here any longer. And he's like, okay, fine. He's like, you're gonna you're gonna go ride the Batmobile. Oh man. And I I instantly I I wasn't tired or hungry anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, I was I was. Uh, I was uh, instantly perky, and uh, so I, I I got to ride in the Batmobile. We, we ran around the block. And it's the, it's a one from is it the original or is it just a replica? No, it's one of they made. What did they make? Like six show mm-hmm, ones mm-hmm. back in the sixties okay. that were designed specifically for like car shows. Mm. So it's one of those original ones that they made because there's I mean there's a company now that has officially licensed ones from oh, Warner wow. Brothers. Yeah, they're like three hundred grand. So I mean, <laughs> that's he knows. Yeah, it's, it's my day one lottery winning purchase. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's one of the original show cars, and he's got it. He's got it fixed up. I've seen it a few times now because he t- he takes it down to Walla Walla for Adam West Day. Yeah, uh, in September. But uh, yeah, I got to to ride around the block in that, and he he turned the the flashing red light on on the top, and it's awesome. Yeah, so that was uh, that's. That was probably my my favorite moment. So, mm. where, where did where did your fandom start? Of like, because I know you've been you, like I remember going. So I think I, I don't think I've ever told you this, but I used to go to like uh, backyard wrestling matches at Matt's <laughs> house. <laughs> and what? but but like you're like where did like because I know you're a really big Batman fan right. of like Adam West uh-huh. particularly. Yeah. Like where did your fandom start for all things like comics oh, and man? Well. I want to say for comics, it's it really started with my my older brother, my brother Aaron, who's he's three years older than me. He got, um, I don't know what grade he was in, but it was probably it must have been ninety two, right? Because that was the X Men ninety two. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I guess yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Um, he got a from the Scholastic Book Orders, like the Ultimate Guide to the X Men. Mm. And it was just this little paperback book that just had like bios of all the X-Men. Yeah. And I, we, we read that, that book cover to cover, I don't know how many times, but that was even before we, we had any comics, we, we like memorized that book. And it was funny because like, it was just black and white pictures. So that was, that was the only thing I had seen. And so once I finally saw a comic, like, oh, that's what that character looks like. He's that Wolverine's yellow. Wow. (laughs) And like. So, but yeah, that was, that was really the, the, the dawn of it was, was that scholastic guide to the X-Men. And then after that, we just started buying up as many X-Men comics as we could. And, mm. and that, it, I mean, that was when they relaunched the, the big X-Men number one yeah. that sold what, 5 million copies or something like mm-hmm. that. So it, yeah. yeah. So they, they made it really easy for, for young impressionable kids like us to, to right. find X-Men comics everywhere. So so that was that was the big thing, and then of course the X Men cartoon followed shortly after that, and mm-hmm. then that was that was the gateway, the gateway to all things comics and and geekdom. 
And was wrestling after that, or was wrestling during that time too? Yeah, wrestling. Or? Wrestling was after that. Okay. Um, because uh, I mean, I remember my my grandpa. He was a big garage sailor, and he he bought a bunch of wrestling figures that we would always play with at his house. And like, so I knew who all the wrestlers were, mm-hmm. but I wasn't watching it because I was hyper focused on on X Men and stuff like that. And it wasn't until the the later nineties with the, the attitude era of WWF mm. that we really got into wrestling and kind of, I think comics did take a little bit of a, a back back seat for a while there to, to wrestling, but it's, it's always, we I've gone back and forth and I, I've got so many different interests and hobbies and right. it's, it's hard to keep track of them all, but how many comics do you have now? Oh gosh, it's too many. <laughs> yeah. I want to, I want to say it's like, four to five thousand something like that oh wow yeah it's i mean i had a lot more left over from from the store and right had the had those sitting in my basement for far, far too long but uh but got rid of most of those and but yeah i still have a, a fairly fairly hefty uh collection down in my my in-laws basement yeah and i, I this will be like the last question about comic cons but like uh <laughs> when you go to a comic con like what what do you seek out Oh boy, it's I'm to go back to earlier topic. Right nowadays, it's more for toys. Mm. Um, like like Nathan was saying, he just did the the Inland Northwest Toy Show a couple of days ago. Yeah, and I was walking around there, and I I bought some some X Men toys, two two X Men toys and one wrestling toy. So that's, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, that that's mostly every once in a while I'll I'll seek out like specific like back issues that i'm looking for mm. um but yeah these days it's, it's mostly toys and then like i mean if if there's any artwork that catches my eye mm. um i'll grab grab some some artwork and stuff like that but that's mostly mostly what i'm into these days at the show <laughs> i i should ask like of the exhibitors like what is the mix of exhibitors at at, at a comic-con yeah so for Lilac, we have uh, ballpark, well, the table count is 286, but there's about roughly 250 unique vendors. Mm. And 100 of them are what we call the artist alley. Okay. So it's a, a section of the show floor that uh, they're all artists, you know, in a literally back to back in a small space mm-hmm. where they're strictly exhibiting on their table, their original art. And yeah. so it's a great place to find. Uh, People with independent comics, uh, fan art, stickers, prints, uh, et cetera, orig- original art that uh, it, it's a lot of fun yeah. to, to check out. And then the rest are a variety of uh, vendors, exhibitors, uh, comics, toys, collectibles, games, uh, 3D printed materials, yeah. uh, props. I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun. Nice. Uh, and one of the thing I kind of learned about last episode when when Burr was on was like of the panels, there's a lot of like how to's and like tutorials. What can people expect in that like realm of like tutorials this year? Yeah. So I've been working on that feverishly and we should be announcing that here within the next couple of weeks, okay. our whole lineup in, in its entirety. But yeah, there, we have one in particular that's a, uh, you know, how to publish your own stories or your own book. Oh, nice. Uh, we have, uh, one so just focused on writing in particular then we also have one focused on how to publish your own uh, comics 
as well for people that are on the artistic side. Yeah. Uh, we'll have uh, you know a podcast as well for people who want to get inspiration. There's no tutorial there, but... Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> right, right. But then there's also uh, one of our local cosplay guests will be doing one for people that are interested in doing their own cosplay and how to do it on a budget, uh, some tips and tricks from a from a professional. And, yeah. You know, and I think that helps just getting people, like-minded people in a room totally. that have that passion or maybe don't know where to start. And uh, can either learn or, or ask, have the opportunity to ask those questions too. Awesome. One of my best memories of school is me and I forget what period it was, but me and Matt sat next to each other in this class. And all Matt ever did was just drew, he drew, <laughs> or drew the entire time. Oh, yeah. And you could just tell him, and you would, and I, people who were sitting at the table would just tell him, I think you would just let people tell you what to draw sometimes. Yeah. And, People and, in class. And I was just thinking like that, you, you know, you, I mean, I think that was one of the cool things about sack lunch uh, was that you, I, I have a sack lunch of a, of something that you drew oh, for right. me. Yeah. And cause like that was what you did at sack, com- yep. sack lunch is like you would give them a, a comic and a sack, but you'd also do yep. a little art on I'd it. Do it. Called them the sack sketches. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd have... They could pick a, a any character they wanted, and I'd, I'd sketch it out on the, their sack for them, and it was a fun little. Fun, that that might have been one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite things to do at the store was doing those sketches on those paper sacks. <laughs> uh, I love the word sack. <laughs> um, man, I mean, I feel like there, I'm. I, I gotta say, like I've I'm started buying stuff for the for the the comic-con like for our booth and everything and the more and more i'm like getting into it, i'm like i'm very excited for it just because like i didn't realize like how much of, of a con like i thought you just kind of went to comic cons and like walked around and then you left like but it just seems like there's all these different things to do like what would be your pitch to someone who's on the on the edge of coming or not coming to lilac city comic-con um i mean basically it's <sighs> It's like we said before, it's a it's a fun all ages event for families, couples, individuals. There's something for everybody there. And it's it's the weirdest. I mean, you see every every age, everything, any any person you can think of there. They come to this show and I mean, you see them all day long. It's, it's an all day event. Like you were saying, you don't just walk through and then leave. We see people, they'll walk by once, you see them go by again, you go see them sit down and have, have some lunch. They're sitting around, take a little rest. They go back out at it. I mean, it's, it's an all day event for, and there's, there's something for everybody and it's just loads of fun. Well, I'm excited. And uh, Nathan, can you remind everyone how to purchase tickets and do all the do all the things yeah so single day tickets are still available both on ticketswest.com or locally at any three of the comic book shops or at monkey biz and don't worry if you're you know don't have an opportunity to go to one of those shops or you're maybe out of town and can't get there in time you can still buy tickets the day of Mm. at the box office and walk up on either saturday or sunday nice um well, is, is there anything else that you want to leave our listeners with, Nathan? Well, just to kind of piggyback on what Matt was saying, too, I got one of the, the most flattering comments that maybe wasn't intentional with, like, me making this show. 
but mm. it was I had a, I had a guy come up to me, and he had never been to the show before, and he wanted to to meet me. He had found out who I was and wanted to thank me for creating an event that was uh, celebrating diversity and inclusion, mm. right. and that he was absolutely right, and I couldn't have been more. Uh, touched by that because that's really what the show has evolved to mm, and yeah. so yeah in addition to people coming for comics or seeing a guest or whatever but you see people they're having like meetups yeah. and they're hanging out with their friends and they're posing for pictures and they've got their flags and yeah uh, that's just really cool that is cool again you can go to lilaccitycon.com and buy your tickets you can learn more about the the, the comic con there um and I, we'll, we're going to be back for one more show. We gotta, we gotta do a wrap up, just me and you, Nathan, and kind of let everyone know again, like what's going on at at the Comic Con. And uh, and again, Matt, thank you so much for yeah. coming on and Absolutely. talking about Sprocket and sharing everything that you've done to be involved in it. And uh, I'm excited for your for your tennis Sprocket next year because I feel like there's a lot that's going to happen. And uh, I personally want to see the comic come back. So I'll, I'll find a way to make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> we still got some issues kicking around somewhere. Oh, I've got tons of issues. Yeah, yeah we have issues. <laughs> we all have issues. Well, thank you all for listening. And, uh, and thank you both again. So until next time, peace. Gonna do it like me. I said it's all about you and no one else I said don't you just want to love yourself Let me hear you sing it louder Don't you just want to love yourself I said it's all about you and no one else I said don't you just want to love yourself Let me hear you sing it louder Gonna do it like me This is a production of Spokass Production Studios located in Spokane, Washington. Our city, our stories. And a big thank you to Jinx Universe for letting us use his song, Like Me, from his latest album, Make It Look Good. Peace.